Hey everybody! Hey, it's me. Happy Monday. It is Monday, October 26th, 2020. You know, the older I get, and I know this has been said before, and I know everybody's always saying this, you know, ha ha ha. You know, Jim Davis had it right. The older you get, the more you truly identify with Garfield hating the Mondays. Yeah, not and I'm not just talking about on a face value level where, you know, even as a kid, I was thinking, ah, oh, Mondays suck because school and all that. Or even as a young adult when I was in college and I was thinking, ah, oh, classes blows. Just as I get older, I am reminded of the existential curse that we face in America where we are forced to work until we are in our 60s and 70s. Until we die. Yeah, Eric, we do that for 40 years, and then we die. And I feel like Garfield had it down. I feel like he was almost trying to warn but us. here's the thing. Garfield's a cat. He doesn't have a job. Yeah. Did you ever, like, witness that deconstruction? Because there's, like, a sort of a, an idea behind that. Like, Garfield is actually quite endearing in that regard, because he doesn't hate Mondays because he has to go to work. He hates Mondays because John is gone. Because John's at work. No. It's because... You're right. Fuck John. <laughs> yeah. Fuck John. John Arbuckle has nothing to do with that. He's a human garbage. You know what? I actually sat on that for a little bit, and maybe you're right, and it still goes back to what I'm saying. John has to go to work. It's fucked up. It is a little fucked up. And it, second off... We're a Marmot actually, podcast now. talking about Garfield, how does John even finance all that lasagna? It's, it's a lot of meat and cheese... Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that's not even counting what he has to feed Odie. Yeah, that's true. Also... Much less himself. Lasagna cannot be a healthy diet for a cat. Yeah. And... Can they even metabolize that? I was just about to ask that, too. I was about to say, what does the digestion pattern look like there? And, I mean, John is dating Liz, who is a vet. Yes. You want to know what was an interesting part in the movie of Garfield that I have to rewatch to see if they even address? Tell me. If John takes Garfield to Liz, the vet, don't you think Liz would have noticed in his digestion tract that the guy is fucking dying? Maybe she's just, like, a bad vet. Because wouldn't a good vet be like, no, John, you can't keep feeding your cat entire lasagnas. Well, that's what I'm saying. You would think that if Liz actually earned her degree properly here, you know, earned her merits... Mm-hmm. She'd be able to spot that Garfield's fucking dying. His digestion path would mimic that of a, He's an a 70-year-old. And, and For all, God's sakes, his arteries. He has the voice, voice of Lorenzo music. It's Bill Murray in the film, right? Yes. Oh, yes, it is. It's very well documented that Bill Murray regrets this film very deeply. And Lorenzo... And music. it's probably for the reasons that we're pointing out right now. There's just so much plot holes to the character. Yeah, it's, that's exactly what it is. After Bill Murray was out of trouble finding his motivation. Uh, you want to know what I hated the most? Why was Odie a real dog? It was concerned. I guess it was supposed to be like the idea of like, oh, well, Odie doesn't talk anyway. So wouldn't it be funny if he was a real dog? I, I hate showbiz. Garfield why I, I hate A showbiz. Tale of Two Kitties. I wonder how Jim Davis even approached that conversation. He's a cat, but he likes lasagna. I'm still mad that the third Garfield film never happened, and by that I mean the joke version of it from 30 Rock where Tracy Morgan is playing Garfield. We could have had some real gems. It, I just want to know... Normal. 
do you think this is my last question just because you know it's, it's just coming in my head one at a time question. and i need to address them do you think that by the time we are in our let's say 50s it is right now we are about 25 ish years out yeah you think Garfield's still going to be as prevalent as he is today? It is one of the most profitable IPs in the world. Is that true? It's true. Garfield. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things that they just stamp on everything, and it, like, ubiquitously sells around the world. I remember back in college. Well, actually, when I was Not growing up. like a Hello Kitty level type thing. Well, because that's Hello but Kitty. But it's up there. I remember um, back in college, well, in my childhood, I would always read... The paper, con- the the funnies, yeah, yeah. the news funnies, family service, and um, they always had some real bangers. Mm-hmm. You know, they had zits, you had baby blues, you had Garfield, you had peanuts, yeah, uh, you had a fucking non sequitur, which was too highbrow for my taste. Then you had Dilbert. Dilbert rubs me the wrong way now. Now that I know the creator of Dilbert is a sack of human garbage. Is this true? Oh yeah, look into it. He's a literal piece of shit. Go on Twitter. Wow, then this is gonna be this is gonna be an awkward anecdote. So I used to be really into Dilbert because having worked only at the tender age of sixteen to eighteen, I was thinking I know about the real world. And I used to love Dilbert. Uh And I used to get made fun of incessantly back in college because everyone's like, Who the fuck loves Dilbert? And I was like, "I I like Dilbert, it's funny humor. Is the guy really an asshole? Oh, yeah, he's a complete sack of shit. Now I look like an ass. Now all those years ago, how how could I ever just send a message back to myself? It's too late. But my point is, I didn't know Garfield was that big as a profitable IP. I always thought Peanuts was bigger. And it's not even Charlie in terms Brown. of, like, uh, well, I mean, Peanuts is big enough that Apple had to get the exclusive rights to streaming uh, the Peanuts. Peanuts actually had a film recently. Uh, yeah. Past year. It did pretty well, my understanding. I think eventually they're going to make another Garfield movie. I think... And I think it's going to mirror the same animation style of the Peanuts movie. I think you should play Garfield and I should play Normal in that film. I wanted to be Normal. Oh, okay. We could swap. I don't want to be Normal. We could swap. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to be Garfield. Hold on. You could be Normal and I'll be Ja. (laughs) Uh, of course, I will be John Arbuckle, because who doesn't want to be John? Yeah. Um, but that was just my Garfield thoughts of the day. Okay. You know, because it was Monday. It was a pretty crappy Monday, yeah. and I always like to think of Garfield. And I was always just curious, you know, will Garfield still be in the funnies? Will Jim Davis still be collecting his royalties when I'm 50 or 60, telling my kids or grandkids about Garfield? Probably. And that's pretty wild. Yeah, no, that's... Garfield's Garfield going to outlive is, us both. Garfield was here long before us, and he'll be gone. He'll, he'll be here long after we're gone. I find that to be problematic. It, you should. It's concerning. <laughs> I find that to be concerning. I didn't think that would happen. It's oh, boy. It's unfortunate truth of the world, and it's right for you to be concerned about it. And if you if you listeners have, are still with us, number one, thank you. Number two, what does this have to do with video games? Um, there's Garfield Kart. There's Garfield games. There's um. Would you think I wouldn't segue this back to video games? Um, there's a little there's a little uh, indie title called Garfield Kart. What's the the? Uh, it's like the Great Lasagna Hunt or something. I used to watch what? Jeff Gertzman stream it. It was actually called Garfield: The Great Lasagna uh, Hunt. Know, let me find it. Yeah, Garfield games. There is um, there is Garfield Kart. It's called the Lasagna Bundle, and um, 
it's literally Garfield Kart, but it's also Garfield Kart Furious Racing. Garfield Lasagna World Tour. That's the game I'm thinking of. Is that a racing game? Uh, no, this is a uh, a 3D platformer. Um, there's the lasagna bundle on Steam for those who are unaware. I'm going to remind you of something that you probably were better off not knowing. Um, you could, for the very small price of $11.24, you can get Garfield Kart, but also Garfield Kart Furious Racing. And if you're going to ask me, but Eric, why would I want a game in its original predecessor and its sequel at the same time, I actually have no answer for you. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. you. And I think it's even even more of a call-out that Steam says, is this game relevant to you? And the only prompt that comes up is, this game doesn't look like anything else you've played in the past. And I can only say that that's correct. That's, that's a fair assessment. That is probably the fairest assessment, and probably a compliment to the game yeah. itself. So congratulations to Artifact Studios. Thank you for developing this. Bless your hearts. It was like when Amazon asked me if I enjoyed Bubsy the Wooly Strike Back, and I was like, that feels like a loaded question. There's a fucking thumbnail of John wearing a chef's hat and a mustache doing a drift. Hell yeah, baby. Just how... <laughs> how did we get but here? But yeah, Garfield Lasagna World Tour for the PlayStation 2. Uh, IGN gave it a 2.5 out of 10. Uh, check it out. I'm not an IGN reviewer. I've never worked at IGN. I think that's a, uh, a mistake. Clearly, the reviewer made a mistake there. Someone clearly leaned on the keys... Um, put the wrong, wrong score in there. I think it's actually the PS2's birthday too today. Uh, I believe so. It would be, is it closer to 25 now? Yeah. Uh, it is not the PS2's birthday. Why was everybody talking about the PS2 today? I think it is in Japan. Oh, it was released in North America. Oh, first released in Japan on March 4th. Okay. But North America, yeah, it's today. It is the uh, PS2's birthday in North America. Without this console, you would not have Lasagna World Tour. You wouldn't even know what Garfield is, probably. Probably not. Probably not. That's what saved the franchise a lot of people. What is your favorite game on the PlayStation 2? I love Ultimatums. That's a big what one, because the PlayStation 2 is such a fucking huge library. It does, and it's the most, uh, the most popular console of all time in terms of sales. Yeah, that's... Uh, Sits at the top like a king. Sitting at the top. I don't even know, man. There's so many fucking games on that system. Just give me one. Fire one Persona off. Persona 4. Okay. See? That, that wasn't so hard, no. was it? No, not really. Um, game that gets an honorable mention to me for always trying to attempt to beat it, but never did because it's so fucking long. Okami. Okami's great. Beautiful game. Never beat it's it. On it. So long. The things. Um, beautiful. I remember when I first got that game. Oh, it's only like 53 hours long if you're trying to do everything, so that's actually not too long. But for me, anyways, I'm just like, okay. You were overwhelmed. But as a kid, that blew my fucking mind. It's a good game. I didn't even know what I was getting into. I saw The Wolf, and I said, this is going to be a great game. It was beautiful. That still is one of the best soundtracks I've ever listened to in my life. Fantastic artwork, fantastic soundtrack. I'll paint with that brush, you know what I'm saying? The, (laughs) The game that blew me away was Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh, yeah. that You know what it is? When I was a kid. Uh, like, Sons of Liberty uh, kind of exists in this time capsule where I don't think we could ever pull off that sort of bait-and-switch again. No. Like, it was fucking mind-melting. God bless Kojima for wanting to incorporate theatrics 
in his games because when I was, I remember to stay, I have this memory, this kind of pocket dimension you could pull a memory out of. Uh, it's late at night. I'm in my older brother's room and I'm watching the opening credits to the game. Um, and you basically board the boat. I believe you are riding. You're snake when you're boarding the boat. No, you're snake in the very beginning. I'm sorry. That's oh my God. Look at that memory. So much for the memory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You play a snake and then you switch it up to Raiden. But in that very beginning where you play a snake, which I even think was the demo discs that they were sending out at the time, I was blown away because I had never even played Metal Gear Solid at that time yet because I didn't even own it. And I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Sons of Liberty is a fucking phenomenal game. And then I went back and I played Metal Gear Solid and then I knew. Honorable mention, Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper's. Band of Thieves specifically, the second one, because you got to play as everybody, and that blew my mind as a yeah, kid, too. three kind of missed the mark for me. Wasn't that great? It was like trying to do more of the same, but I don't think it does it quite as well. Um, one's still good, but it feels like a very different thing. Uh, it's it's dated. It Band is. of Thieves is really, really fucking good. I never played Sly 4. I didn't, let me tell you, you know, I didn't even know, I forgot there was a Sly 4 until I watched, uh, what was it, Games Done Quick, and they were playing Sly Cooper 1. Um, yeah. Yeah, what? I don't even know. I forgot completely. Um, so, not for me, apparently, but I'm sure it was a good game. I just like the idea that you could play as, uh, Bentley and Murray. That's all I ever wanted. And I want them to actually, I was hoping for the PS5. Sucker Punch would eventually um, go back to this title. Do you remember when they were going to do a Sly Cooper movie? And it even got as far as, like, I saw trailers for it in a movie theater. I remember they they were going to, uh, I remember they were going to make a movie. I didn't see the trailer. I saw the trailer in a movie theater. And then the movie. Really? Yeah. Like with. It was, was it just like a teaser? It was a teaser. Yeah. It was a short animated. Teaser. Oh, oh, with his fur. I remember this. Yep. And then they canceled it. Yeah, and there was Bentley. Yeah, you know, I was actually excited for this. I was totally interested in seeing what the fuck that would have been. I think the the attraction played ahead of the Ratchet and Clank movie. I actually remember seeing this. Because I remember Murray coming out of the truck, and I was dying because they tried to take a more uh, anapromorphic kind of fe- look and feel to the characters. Yeah. Murray's designed for this. He was literally just a big fucking hippo, and I was dying because he looked like a real hippo yeah. compared to the cartoonier the, the version. The proportions were more in line with an actual hippo. Yep, and there he is flexing at the end of the trailer. Yeah, you know, there's a Sly Cooper cast now. I love the Sly Cooper cast of characters. Because they're just different animals, and they're ridiculous. Like, Murray is the brawn because he's a gigantic hippo. They didn't make him a bear or anything. They totally just yeah, went for the most also, ridiculous like, kind of animal. Like, especially more so in the second game, like, seminally designed as, like, a masked wrestler? <gasps> yeah. And Bentley always just plays the the brains, and I always love that, too. Yeah, they had the brains, the brawn, and the thief. And it was just, it was always so perfect. And I loved it. And their van was always the hot rod, and it, it was a good one. It was a good game. I love that series. Sly Cooper had a cool world. It gave me more than Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter gave me at the time. Three- I loved Ratchet and Clank too. I never, I never once played a Ratchet and Clank game and got tired of it. I have to give it that. I've always played through all of them. I'm not the biggest fan of the lore, the series at all. 
The characters are okay. The game is just so much fun. I just love the I gameplay. I think they hit some of their best writing with the characters in that reboot. Because they Yeah, honestly, I played the reboot. Very impressed with it, too. I love Captain Quark in this oh one even God. more. Well, you know what is? They start him off at, like, the point he eventually grows to across three games. Um, and they just, like, full-on lean into the joke. And I think they handle Quark exceptionally in, uh, in uh, the Ratchet & Clank reboot. I never appreciated Captain Quirk until I grew up anymore, too. And it, it also, he's, I just never... Because the guy was a total dumbass. He's kind of trying his best. Kind of. I In the beginning, he wasn't. But then as things time went on, yeah. And that's what made the character fun. Um, and with Jack and Daxter... Those were like the three pillars of, of my childhood at the time. It was Sly oh, Cooper, Ratchet and & Clank, and Jack and Daxter. Yeah. Um, in terms of that cartoonish platformer world of platforming and gunplay and all that um obviously not with sly but metal gear solid was kind of the more adult version of it jack and daxter went steered into the skid of being an adult title by the time jack 2 came yeah, out jack which Two blew my mind as a kid very different game than jack and daxter i will always give them credit for that for the dev teams for that because that was such that was such a unique spin for the title you started in the most bright and colorful area, and they immediately throw you into this Escape from New York-y Blade Runner-esque world. I'm also a fan of the PSP title, Daxter. I love that. I, I will never forget how badly I wanted Daxter as a kid uh, when it came out, because the PSP at the time was this really cool piece of next-gen tech. Yeah. And I remember Daxter and our friend David at the time had it. I was so jealous that he had that game. And you know what? That game holds up pretty well for what it is. The writing was pretty good. Yeah. And I remember I remember cuz he let me play it at the time and borrow it. The writing was sharp. It was good. I didn't think of it as like a uh, cuz you know how the handheld titles sometimes sacrifice themselves yeah. in the way of it was a writing or just the overall design. It was far smaller open world than Jack 2. It was like a vertical slice of the world from Jack 2, but they did some fun stuff with the idea of scaling it down by giving you more indoor environments and like crawling through vents and stuff. Yeah, and they gave him a uh a scooter. Bug spray. I always thought whenever they made a spin-off game, I never understood why they would give, like, the character, the side character or the spinoff character such a weird weapon to utilize or a weird story revolving that weapon. that exterminating job. Yeah, prime examples, Luigi's Mansion. Luigi goes off on his own. They're like, oh, let's just give him a vacuum to suck up ghosts. Like, that's that's his thing now. And with Daxter, I was thinking, oh, hijinks with... Oh, let's let's just make him eliminate bugs because bugs can size up to Daxter, yeah. so that's, that's probably and better. I, well, I always give credit, Daxter credit for it is the plot of that game literally ends the moment Jack 2 begins... Like, the last level of Daxter is you climbing that tower where Jack is being held. Yeah, nobody can actually say... So, Ratchet and Clank had to go through sort of a reboot with itself, but nobody can say that. I have to say, Jack and Daxter had a pretty tight timeline. Yeah. We all considering how fucking off the walls and it went. It, it was got heavy into time travel as it went on. It was pretty good. And the power sets, too, like with the light eco and dark eco... It got pretty wild, and it still ended up being a pretty tight game where even when I was younger and couldn't make heads or tails of some shit, it really did make sense, yeah. and I liked it a lot. Um, I never even played the Jack Collection when it came out just because I tried playing Jack 2 again or even just Jack and Daxter. It didn't kind of have the same... I had that nostalgia hit, but it didn't have the same kind of feeling that I was had when I was playing it, yeah, yeah. and I didn't really feel motivated for it. 
but they were solid platformers. Sly Cooper is one of those games. Sly 2 only specifically. I could pick that up whenever. That was one of my favorite games. Um, and Ratchet and Clank, I'm actually really looking forward to, uh, what was it, a Rift in Time or something? Yeah, yeah. For um, PlayStation. I'm really looking forward to that just because I can't not ever have fun with the Ratchet and Clank game. They're so much fun. And the characters are great. Ready for more Quark. Yeah. You like how... Uh, you like how 20 minutes ago we opened with Garfield and we came here? Yeah, how did we even get here? I love. You want to know what I love about that? these cats the most? That. Cats and lombaxes. I like to throw things into a dark tunnel and see what comes out on the other and side. here we are, 20 minutes later. Lombaxes and cats. So what's going on, Rich? Uh, how are you? Not a lot. Uh, I know you've been playing the Amnesias. Yeah, I beat Amnesia Rebirth. Now, do you vividly remember the first Amnesia? I would not say vividly. Because uh, I remember... The only thing I always remember about Amnesia was that it was... I remember the was, part with the water. That's the thing I remember the most. Yes, that. And also, at the time, reception-wise, it was heralded as one of the scariest games ever made. And I th- That probably was marketing. I think this carries that torch better than A Machine for Pigs did, the original sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, because this kind of goes back to what worked about the first Amnesia. And that, again, it's all about... It's less about actual scares and more about building tension and anxiety. Um, and you have that, that fear meter again. Uh, whereas the main difference here, I think, is if you remember in the original Amnesia, as like fear would go up, you'd start to sort of hallucinate and stuff. And it would be like mm-hmm. about kind of not trusting your senses. There's less of that. As your fear goes up, like you, sound starts to make less sense and you'll see like flashes in front of the screen and stuff. But it seems for the most part the monsters you're seeing are real. Um, and instead of like the whole I can't trust my senses thing, there's these sort of black tendrils that start like coming in from the sides of the screen as your fear goes up. Mm. Um, and if your fear eventually gets too high, you pass out and you wake up in another room. There's, so there's no real fail state, but it's not really a game that, that something like that serves well. But, but it's the same idea about keeping fear down. You have your matches, you have a lamp with oil. Um, you know, you can use light sources. There's a lot of physics-based puzzles with, like, picking up and throwing objects and stuff like that. Uh, and, I mean, for the most part, the, the writing sort of plays out in bigger cutscenes. I think the story is good. There's some light connections as far as, like, supernatural entities and stuff to the original Amnesia. Mm-hmm. But nothing that anyone should feel like they have to play the original to play this game. Yeah, the, the one thing I was reading was that, that you could just totally play them separate from one another. I remember when a Machine for Pigs came out, it was kind of a tough follow-up for the, from the first game. Because the first one was so well-received. Yeah. And uh, this one was released, I don't want to say too quickly after the fact, but it looked like the team was trying to strike twice with lightning. And they did not. Um, and, well, because everybody was looking for another banger, you know, and it, it was just... not that. It was not. And then, yeah, I was actually really surprised. The reason why I'm even bringing that up is just because I was surprised even to see that... The, I never followed the development of this at all. Um, I was surprised to see it. I didn't even know they were making another one. So I was just thinking, oh, it's back. Original okay, Games cool. has had other stuff in that vein that's been good. Like, Soma was great. Um, like, this is just... To, this is To me, this feels like a real Amnesia sequel in a way. Like, A Machine for Pigs feels like this weird side adventure that didn't quite work. Uh, yeah. This feels like a real sequel to Amnesia Dark Descent. 
That's pretty cool. I'm actually glad it uh had a they had the opportunity to rebirth it. You know, <laughs> have a have a bit of a rebirth. It's the name of the game. Um, but I've never played any of them. I'll admit, I got spooked. I uh, settled for Dead Space instead, which, admittingly, is like I don't want to say much better, but. I, yeah, it was something where I had a gun, so I felt safer. Well, yeah, that's the whole point of amnesia, like, feeling helpless, and the thing, and I talk about this in my, if you want to see, I did a write-up over at swordchomp.com, but the the puzzle aspects, none of the puzzles are ever too difficult, but, like, it's easy to overthink a puzzle when you're constantly fucking panicked, and you're like, I need to get the fuck out of this room. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, a, a lot of the time... Like, say, with, uh, what's that game? Outlast. I remember Outlast was not, by any means, a hard game. None of those horror games ever are. Um, but yeah, it's that feeling of anxiety, and you're on kind of this timer, and you hear things, and you know something's coming, and it all plays into but the it, general atmosphere. Yeah, it, and that's what makes a good, that's what makes a good horror it, game, in general, it, it, it my opinion. the anxiety, because, again, it's like, it's your, on a time clock that your subconscious is making. Because most of the time, there is nothing coming. I love I love when those are the scenarios. You turn around because you hear a noise. It turns out it's literally nothing. No, and it doesn't impact anything. Yeah. You're just having having a bit of a spook. Oh, also another great thing that I think this plays well is the way that fear meter works is obviously being in the dark too long without a light source makes it grow. But mm. seeing fucked up shit makes your fear meter grow. So it encur- Which... encourages you to not like look directly at the monsters and like because Tossie, the main character, will, like, literally start to freak out if you're staring at these things. That's... Yeah, I don't want to play this game. <laughs> I don't want to play this game. Uh, I get I get to... Uh, I'm not too much of a fan. Like, when I was playing uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, I remember, too, uh, that was also popularized and saying, yeah, this is going to make you shit your pants. It's scary as hell. Spooky. And I was thinking, I, I don't want any part of that. And I played a, a little bit of it with all the lights on. I played a little bit of amne- Amnesia with all the lights on. I remember seeing that uh, the monster that comes when your candlelight runs out. Yeah. Um, was not a fan of any of that. For reference, my fear meter is uh, back with uh, Goosebumps, Return to Horrorland. There is a spider in a basement that you can fall into, and uh, it's really big. And if you get trapped in the labyrinth with this thing, it'll it'll eat you. Big you lose. Boy. You used to shit my pants at that. So I'm not really a uh, horror Spooky person. Scary man. No, I'm not. I don't really like titles like this. I watched uh, my older brother stream Outlast at the time too, because I was not going to. I was not going to do that. And Outlast is a little bit more uh, graphic, even with its uh, with its, it, its imagery. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, so I wasn't really so thrilled to see a bunch of dicks <laughs> <laughs> in a horror context in an asylum. Uh, kind of spooked me out. It was a fear not a fan. Yeah, it was. Um, but this is the month of spooky. I mean, Phasmophobia right now is topping the charts of uh, Steam. And that's just a ghost hunting game. We had to talk with a number of people last night who seemed to want us to buy Phasmophobia. Yeah. Um, there were there were a few people I talked to who were saying, hey, you know. Like, Let's hunt ghosts. The game's in early access, but it's $14. And for those who haven't heard of this, you literally just go with a bunch of co-ops on people online or your friends, and you hunt ghosts together. And you just... And you could die. Try and find the ghost before the ghosts literally kill you. Yeah, so it, it's just another co-op game. I have heard, uh, though, that that game, in, in it's in early access, so that's worth noting, probably needs some rebalancing. Um, 
that with more than two people, it's like very fucking easy. Well, uh, even even more interesting enough, um, one person did it. One person's developing it. I did not know. They that. have like one developer at uh, Kinetic Games. Cool. They're making a cool thing. To my knowledge, I believe they have like a single person. Good for them. Um, that's pretty cool. So. A lot of people are kind of trying to beg them in its popularity to hire more so that they could uh, work on the game a little bit more. That makes sense. Um, it's looking like a good title. Um, in terms of games you have beaten, Amnesia. Rebirth, I know you have Pumpkin Drag here, but I know you beat Eichenfell. I did beat Eichenfell. Uh, I really fucking like that game. Uh, I can't encourage people to play it more. It's on Game Pass. Uh, it's 20 bucks everywhere else. It's on Switch. It's on. I, I believe it's on Xbox and PS4. Uh, it's on PC. It is a really good um, little tactics RPG with a fun story, great art style and music. And I, I talked about this uh, briefly last week. I think what ends up making the tactics feel so good is how sort of cramped that grid is. That like 3 by 10 grid. It really forces you to use all of the space. And also make really good use of the ability to sort of plant traps on spaces in that grid. Because I feel like I've played games in the past that have that sort of like, I'm going to plant a trap on this uh, on this space. But the, the tactics grids are just so big that it's like, what are the odds anyone's ever going to fucking step here? This game uses its minimal space very well. i got to appreciate that. Smart design. I will have to put it on my ever-growing list of games. Will I play it, Rich? I don't know. Who's to say? But it looks good. I like the way it looks. I'm a big fan of the art style. Yeah, it's cool. And the gameplay, from what I could tell. But tell me about Pumpkin Jack. I started playing I've heard of this. Pumpkin Jack. It is, you might have noticed it on your Steam page. People are like, oh, spooky platformer. Um, I'm gonna just guess what kind of game this is just from the images, and you tell me if I'm on it or if I'm not. Um, this looks like medieval. It very much to me reads as I've played about two or so hours. It reads as somebody really liked medieval and wanted to go ahead and make <laughs> medieval. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I think it's fun for what it is. It's not far from a perfect game. Uh, I think some of the platforming feels a little too floaty for my taste in spots. Uh, it's got this, it's got a pretty wide selection of, I have about four weapons at this point. It seems with every level you unlock a new weapon, uh, that all sort of have like a different feel to them. The, the writing's fun. It's kind of on par with lo- what medieval was of, you know, you got a wise cracking crow as your sidekick, like making remarks at you. Um, it, it does some fun stuff. It's a f- fun little 3d platformer getting to the Halloween spirit. Uh, and you're, you're the bad guy of the game, which is fun. You're working for the devil. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, the, the premise is there's this kingdom that is so peaceful that even the devil is bored. Uh, so he raises, uh, an undead army to torment it. But then the humans have this wizard champion who rises up, uh, to try and defend them. So the devil summons his bounty hunter, who is, uh... Jack, who is a man so devious he tricked the devil three times, and he bounds his soul to a pumpkin and sends him to defeat the wizard uh, and in exchange promises him his soul back. Well, that can't backfire. Oh, no, how could it? How could the devil admire his word? That's great. That's pretty cool they just made another game like that in that it's vein. very much Shows that, that you know... 
homages to other games are not dead. Certainly not. I uh, totally off topic. There is a new game on Steam's list. It's called Sex with Stalin. I'm gonna check that out right now. It's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> I think it's pretty sexy. It's what I think. Um, it's actually a choose-your-own-adventure game. I'm, I'm surprised at the, uh, the description here. As a young time traveler, you receive the opportunity to meet the greatest dictator of all time, Stalin. And then what? Everything's up to you. Speak with Yosef, reveal his most hidden secret secrets, give him advice, and help him come to world domination or show him what true love is. And what what do you know? In one of the thumbnails, Steam's got to do like a little bit of a perch here. One of the thumbnails is Stalin with his dick out. Uh, naturally, I have to tell you, I typed this in and I was almost done, and I had to click because a game came up that was concerning to me. And I'm just gonna read you the title and you tell me what you think here. Are you ready? All right. It is uh, Furry Shakespeare, Dashing Dinosaurs and Sexy Centaurs, Winter's Tale. I, well, this is a visual novel, of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, is it porn? I, probably. Oh, no. Why? Why? What are we doing? How about this? Leisure Shoot Larry. I bet you thought he was dead. Wet Dreams Dry Twice. It's on sale. Wasn't this a Kickstarter? Probably. Hold up. I remember this. This is important. This is the real kind of groundbreaking news we got. No, see that was Leisure Shoot Leisure Suit Larry Reloaded, I think. No, it wasn't. I I I I I don't know. I genuinely don't know. This was back in 2013. So maybe the, that was reloaded. There's a game on here called Anime Standing. It looks like it is Death Stranding, but you are an anime lady. I hate video games. Yeah, they're garbage. I I just hate video games. What are we doing? Who could forget Leisure Suit Larry and Magna Cum Laude? I did. Uh, and I probably Until I will. saw it. I probably will again after the show's over. Yep. But anyways, what have I been playing, you ask? I ha- I I've actually started Dark Souls 2, as promised. Tell me. And I'm making my way downtown. How's that going so far? Um, it's hard. Actually, I don't want to say that. Every, every beginning of a Dark Souls game is hard. Because you have no stats or anything. So, I'm kind of trekking around. Uh, just... Killing some beasts and trying to beat it. My goal, if you remember, I'm going to 100% this game before the PS5 comes out. Will I do it? I don't know. Stay tuned. I mean, you may hear me dragging my tail between my legs on the next cast and say, you know, I gave up. Fuck it. I don't, I don't even know who said that. That wasn't me. I don't think you will. I think you can do it. But I think I... Thank you. Oh, my God. That, thank you. That, that really means a lot to me. Um, the last time I played Dark Souls 2 was Gamefly back in school. Um, it had just released, but I was broke. So I used Gamefly because they had a two-week free system mm-hmm. for subscription. Uh, so I abused the hell out of that. Used a lot of different emails. And got God bless. Ended up charging me once, so I did pay my way eventually. But uh, I did get Dark Souls 2. 
was hot off the heels of burning my fucking retinas from playing Dark Souls 1. And I was ready. Because I had 100% of Dark Souls 1. I felt like a king. And I get the two. It was drastically different. It was. Um, it's a different game. And there's a reason people kind of, I feel, still... There's a large subsection of people who still dislike Dark Souls 2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And... um it was a different game in terms of just general style. The story, it was a little different. And uh, you kind of didn't feel like things were making too much sense. The overworld was a little weird. Um, it, it was just a strange game. And then I left it alone. I never beat Dark Souls 2. That was years ago. And I actually left it alone for quite some time because it wasn't my cup of tea. I was actually one of those people who said, you know, it's not really for me. Maybe Dark Souls was the good one. And that was the end of it. Um, then they came out with Scholar of the First Sim, and this apparently at the time, or just was, supposed to revamp a lot of the things that were inconsistent about 2, um, like the enemy placements, general difficulty, just a lot of different fixes and cleanups, while still implementing some new content, and now, people considered Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sim to be the real Dark Souls 2, kind of what the actual intended vision was, and Dark Souls 2, in its original form, which is kind of just like a beta test, as people like to just say it. Um, so I never got a plan to, chance to play uh, Scholar of the First Sin. Uh, did it now, because I actually think they upgraded... I don't even think they upgraded copies for free, which would have been cool, because it was an update, in a way. Yeah, no. And, uh... No. <laughs> no, so I've had it for years, just sitting in the library, because it was cheap. I remember I got it off a of Steam sale for, like, I don't even know, 10 bucks. Um... Even now, you can probably get it for cheaper. I think you can get it for five. Probably. But then I played Dark Souls 3, and that game was a fucking trip. That was a good game. Did a good chud run. And I always told myself I'd come back. Now I'm here. It is the same exact fucking game. <laughs> this is a very long-winded explanation to tell you. Scholar of the First Sin on Steam is still going for $40. Yeah, well, when you get it on a Steam sale, it'll be really cheap. Oh, yeah. They, no they sell it for really... I think they sell it for like 70% off or something. What I'm saying, I'm surprised it's still going for that much. In yeah, general. it's a um, it's a good game. Scholar of the First Sin as an upgrade, I think it... Yeah, it's $30. Um, it's a very, very uh, love-hate kind of game, but I have to say the upgrade uh, really apparently kind of pulled it out of the weeds. My my still my preferential of gameplay is still going to be three one and two, but uh, don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. That's really that's uh, that's really what I want to drive at here. It's a it's a decent game, but will it top Demon Souls? Nah. There you have it. No. There you have it. Folks. It ain't gonna happen. Demon Souls. We'll be playing it before you know it. We'll be playing it before, and uh, I'll tell you everything you need to know. And I'm still just playing Monster Hunter. I'm not gonna give you anything for that because that's the same shit. You'll be on the Demon Souls podcast that week. I will. We can call it a uh, Spider Souls, because those are the only two. The creative well is we'll the creative well, as you can tell, is run dry. Those are the only two games we'll be talking about. Good segue. Now you may be asking, "Hey, everybody, what about Destruction All Stars?" You won't no. be getting that. No, because Sony announced that Destruction All Stars has been delayed into February of 2021. Uh, but it will be a free PS Plus title when it releases, uh, rather than this $70 console launch game. Talk about a good move. If, you, if you're if you being forced to push it, that's a very 
very good move. Because also, I kind of didn't give a fuck about this game, but now I'll play it. Well, yeah, that's why, yeah. Talk about a good move. That game was being sent to die. I wasn't going to spend $70 on nope. it. You'd be fucking kidding me. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm only spending $70 on Demon Souls, and that's just because I fucking love Demon yeah, Souls. I'm spending it on Demon Souls and Spider-Man. Yeah, and those are surefires. Yeah, those are games I'm going surefire to Surefire did you guys... Yeah, those games are going to rock. That fucking Spider-Man skin where you have a cat with you? Yeah, you get a bodega cat. And he's got I a saw that. mask. Cyberpunk would be 70. I'd, I would pay for those games because I know I would be getting some good stuff with them. Um, yeah. Destruction All-Stars. I implore any listeners to tell me what they thought that game was because we also barely saw any gameplay for it. Which tells me it wasn't done. Yeah, I, I, I... So, I'm actually kind of glad. And I actually think it'll end up being more popular because of it. Oh, 100%. Especially when you consider it's going to be at a time where there's not going to be a ton of stuff on this console. Yeah, it'll it'll do the uh, what they did for Fall Guys, honestly. Or Rocket yeah, League. Yeah, probably. They'll it'll, make it free on PS Plus. It'll be one of those... And other people can buy it if they want to, if they don't have PS Plus, but I don't know why anybody would do that. And, um... Because you need online to play, probably, for the full game. And... It'll end up probably just being a fun title with friends while you're not playing Call of Duty or something for multiplayer. 100%. I think it'll, I really wish when I first saw that game actually full stop, I thought it was another Twisted Metal kind of reboot or spinoff. Um, just because I know Twisted Metal has this like weird, uh, darkish look to it, but I just thought they were gonna brighten it up a bit and make it more uh, destructiony. No, Jaffe would never allow that. He'd much rather tank a franchise. I want Twisted Metal to come back, though. They tried on PlayStation I want to play a Sweet Tooth. It's not good. I know, but that's because they were dumb. I liked uh, how, for PlayStation, with Twisted Metal, Sweet Tooth, the titular clown on the cover, um, you never really saw him as a person. Yeah. And his truck was just a flaming clown. And then he became the guy with the flaming cl- yeah, clown he head. Yeah, was that man. And then they made him jacked. He, he had a very confusing look to him. Yeah, it was a it was a trip. I actually don't even know. I I don't recall even seeing Sweet Tooth's actual body in the first game. Body? No, um, you probably saw his face. I well, I just remember the cover of Twisted Metal on a uh, PlayStation One. Where it was with his car. Truck in the, the yeah. Cold, yeah. I used to uh, get a little freaked out at the time, but I used to play the hell out of that demo disc. Yeah, yeah, I wish. Twisted Metal is just one of those games where I feel like they could really, uh, if they brought it back, we could, uh, they could do some stuff. They'd have to not do what they did in the PS3 era, because that game sucked. Well, yeah, well, that game blew. Uh, best Twisted Metal, in my opinion, was the, uh, the black yeah, one. Twisted Metal Black, agreed. Yeah, that was, that was when they really took it. Took it to the next level. That's how we all want to remember Sweet Tooth. Yeah, he was like this heavy. He reminded me of Roadhog from a uh, Roadhog Overwatch, just with the flaming clown head. Rides again. If only. If only I watched our friend Vinny stream some Overwatch today, and he. Oh, was he good? Uh, no. Uh, no, no, no. He's doing fine. <sighs> Hate to hear it. Uh, <laughs> Hate to he hear it. He briefly played Roadhog, and then he left the match, and I called him a quitter. That's honestly, you should. I feel like he, I would just uh, sign in under different user accounts that he didn't know and uh, bully him to make him stronger. I think that's a good idea. Um, I don't think that anything wrong has happened as a result of that in history, and I think we should I, continue that. Yeah, I think... Please we, don't cyberbully. I think we move on before someone says something. 
Uh, we got a little bit more news here. Why don't I run us through the drop real quick? Yeah, it's actually a pretty good drop for games this week. Uh, we got... Uh, is that... Should I be reading that as Agos? Or should I be doing the letter? I just want to say... I was going to say Agos. Yeah, a game of space is what it stands for. Uh, is coming to PC VR on October 28th. Uh, Gibbous comes to Switch on the 28th. Strabo Phagia Rave Horror comes to PC on the 28th. Auto Chess comes to PS4 on the 29th. Blair Witch Oculus Quest Edition P at PC, PC VR, obviously Oculus Quest, comes uh, to us October 29th. Esports Life Tycoon comes to Switch on October 29th. PUBG Season 9 begins on October 29th. Undungeon Arena comes to PC October 29th. Watch Dogs Legion drops for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Stadia on October 29th. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on October 29th. Jesus uh, Christ, Regis hasn't even been dead for a year. Uh, Are they kidding me with this? this. Uh, they're already milking him? Yan Sword 7 comes to PC on October 29th. Clea comes to Switch on October 30th. The Dark Pictures Anthology Little Hope comes to PC, PS4, and Xbox One October 30th. Uh, Pikmin, Pikmin 3 Deluxe comes to Switch October 30th. Today is my birthday comes to PC on October 30th. The Wizard and the Slug comes to PC November 2nd. And uh, Feria comes to PS4 on November 3rd. Remember when I said this was a great week for games? Yep. I meant it. Pikmin, baby. Yeah. I hope people buy Pikmin. Me too. Pikmin's cool. I have a feeling they won't. But I hope they do. I hope they do. Yeah. Because it's actually a very good looking game. And very fun. It was one of the games that I really thought was going to push the Wii U's functionality for graphics, and uh, nobody bought the Wii U. So, uh, it sure didn't. Yeah, so that was kind of a backfire. But it was a beautiful game. Pikmin. And it's a game that I never really beat, ever. Pikmin all around is very cool. It's such a neat little, uh, neat idea that I don't think anybody ever really pays enough attention to. Until it's gone, and then people really want it. Uh, and then it's like a vicious cycle. Pikmin go away, and then everyone says, "Ah, I love Pikmin." Play... Pikmin comes out, nobody buys Pikmin. Did you play any of that 2D Pikmin game for the DS? No. Oh, I know what you're talking about. No, no, yeah, definitely either. not. I kind of wanted to. I thought it was um, it was a side scroller, yes. right? Yeah. Lift off. That was it. Um, no, did not play that. But it looked cute. It did. I thought it was a cute looking game. It's just, you know, Pikmin. Oh, and there's also Hey Pikmin. Hey Pikmin. That's the one I was thinking of. Oh, okay. There's two. Well, is Pikmin Liftoff even real? I don't know what that is. No, it's definitely Hey Pikmin then. Um, no. And I actually was thinking when they came out the 3DS title, Hey Pikmin, I'm like, oh, well, Pikmin's kind of done. And, uh, nope, it came out three. I don't know. I, I hope it, uh... I hope it continues on. I think it's just an interesting title, but, you I know, still, uh, interesting doesn't pay the bills. Richard, I still believe the rumor that Pikmin 4 is done and sitting in, on a computer somewhere. I wouldn't even doubt that. Because they've been Nintendo has a way of just about it for a long time. Th there's a method to their madness, those guys. They want to milk... I think it's so funny. These guys ported Pikmin 3. I know they're going to port Pikmin 1 and 2, and I know they're going to make it pay for it. And I know I'm going. I know they're going to bundle both of them together and make you pay $60. I can't do it this time. No. Fool me once. Can't do it. Fool me once. 
Shame on me. Same shit with Super Mario. Super Mario has the gargantuan weight to it. Pikmin's just to fool Pikmin. me, and I'll be fooled for the rest of my life. Was Pikmin a launch title on GameCube? Mm, I believe it was. was. It? No, Luigi's Mansion was the, the big launch title. Was Metroid Prime was not. No. Melee was. Was it? I got it all for Christmas. I, I don't know. Like Luigi's, no, it wasn't. Luigi's Mansion was the only first. I'm sorry, it wasn't. It was none of these. It's because I got it for Christmas, so there were some months in between. Um, it, it was Luigi's Mansion, Wave Race, and Super Monkey Ball. There we go. Three titles. You know, people complain these days. They say, "Hey, what kind of a launch showing is that for these consoles?" Some of these games only had. There were only three games for these consoles in the past. Yeah, it's never been. Maybe. Big. Launch day, baby. Oh, maybe it was a Sonic, but it looks Japanese, so I don't think it came out immediately. Hot. Oh, you want to know what also came out for the GameCube at the time? Um, Batman. A Batman game. Okay, yeah, that's not surprising. Like, I mean... It was bad. Uh, also not surprising. It, it was not good. Oh, you want to know something else that was really interesting? And we can move on. Uh, the Super Nintendo had pilot wings yeah. that came out... Uh, in 1990 and then in 1996 with the n64 pilot wing 64 came out and then for the gamecube they said fuck pilot wings people didn't like it that much nobody bought that pilot wings was like the, the whole thing was actually if you look into that like the main reason they were like lording pilot wings was it was technically very impressive i thought uh when i if you look up footage of pilot wings for the super nintendo it reminds me of uh when i first saw Star Fox for the super oh, nintendo that's, it's a lot of it blew me a away a lot of the same tech yeah, it blew me away. And Pilot Wings, uh, their soundtrack, just like Star Fox, fucking slaps. You ever, I think we might have talked about this at one point, and I was watching that doc uh, on Netflix, and uh, they were talking, like, uh, Miyamoto was talking about, like, when he came up with the idea for Star Fox, and uh -huh. how, like, they were working in the Pilot Wings engine and trying to think of a way, like, they wanted to use the space, but they were like, oh, you know, if things are too open, it doesn't feel challenging, you need to guide the player. And then he was talking about how, like, he was on holiday, uh, like shortly after Christmas or whatever, and you know, like you know, they go to the shrines in Japan as a tradition. And he was walking up to the shrine, and he was walking through the uh, the Tori gates, and he was thinking about that, and he's like, oh, like a way to guide people, and that's where he came up with the idea for the rings. And then when he got to the end of the shrine, the first thing he saw was an Inari statue, and that's where he came up with Star Fox. Just think, and and other people today think it's just a bunch of furry shit. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, well, life's what you make it. <laughs> well, you know, when you make, when you got lemons. Make furry porn. Make lemonade. Hey, make it furry porn. Um, that's pretty crazy, honestly. Some video game origins are pretty, uh, pretty nutty, I have to say. Slippy toe. What else? What else on the agenda? Oh, yeah. No, honestly, I, I just, I just got lost in thought for a moment. I was like, why do they make Star Fox the way it is now? But, um. Phil Spencer said that Xbox could potentially release streaming sticks. Who doesn't want streaming sticks? That makes a ton of sense. And when you, oh, when totally. you look at what they're doing with xCloud. My older brother told me, he's like, I told you that was going to happen. Because he was telling me uh, the next generation, Xbox is going to step away from the console market. I told him there'll at least be one more generation Yeah, no, of I hardware. think there will be one more box. But I think alongside that box, there'll be like a... 60 to 80 dollar option that is a stick that plugs into your tv yeah and 
I just don't. I, I don't believe that. I think they still got one more generation in them. I think all that stick is going to be is going to be a number of apps and subscribing to Xbox Game Pass. Yep, as it should be, as it should be. Because and I think that Xbox will eventually I would move from the hardware space into the uh, not the hardware space, the console space into the uh, service space. Yeah. That'll be it. They'll just fund in house. I really think they're going to go with the, the Netflix approach. They're just going to fund it all in house. Bye bye bye, and just release as much as they can on their service. And rotate uh, indie offerings. Just keep rotating. I think it's a genius concept to just keep rotating your library. Put a timestamp on it. Make people play it for a short time. Rotate it out. More games done. Nobody's gonna cancel. You'll make millions. It's like when uh, Phil Spencer the other day was saying, "Hey, we don't need to uh, distribute these to other platforms to recoup any investment." They don't. They can make... They print money. Just from a software service. It's nuts. Mm. Just... Just give me more. Me an Xbox needing a lot now. I don't, though, is the thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I know, honestly, if that were an option at this point, if they were like, hey, this is a $70 streaming stick, like, I might buy that just to have the option to Whoa. play some of those games conveniently on a TV. And then think about, like the like, the idea of taking games with you, how easy it is at that point. What would make you buy a Series X? Um, Pure curiosity, I'm my part. Money to throw away. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, no. There's nothing that there's nothing the console could do to bring you back to it. No, just because I, it's not doing anything that I can't accomplish with my PC. That's true. That that's, that's true. the whole reason. Because I even think uh, if Halo were to be released, it'll be on the PC too. Yeah, it's going to be for sure. Eventually, and it's gonna, yeah. it's going to be on Game Pass, which is how I'm going to play yep. it on my P- like. That's the thing. It's like I don't plan on buying a, uh, an Xbox, but I'm still a subscriber to Game Pass. If you didn't have a PC, would you have bought it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, Almost too. definitely. Yeah, I think, and I, I think that just attests to the general staying power of their service, though, because we talked about this the last time. A lot of people are not like you and I. We do not. They do not have PCs that can run these types of things, unless they're buying pre-built ones. Yeah. Frankly, um, but some people just love simplicity. And I gotta say, the Series X's ability to quick resume and do all that has a lot of neat features. The convenience of the plug-and-play device. Like, yeah, I get that. That is one hundred percent. If you're not, if you're not interested in the, I get the PC market seeming overwhelming and complicated. It's less so than people make it out to be, but I get. It's pretty good. I also feel the same. I do not... I do not think that Xbox could do anything to make me buy their console unless my PC just magically crapped out. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to invest in another one. I didn't want to spend two grand as opposed yeah. to... <laughs> yeah, the low price of the $2,000 to get the most high-end thing. Again, just so I could play Among Us. Oh, yeah. Sure, why not? Why the fuck not, right? Us. Um... Yeah, among us. And yeah, I just think it's a testament to the service itself. I think that's even a good thing, oddly enough. I think that truly is a testament to how good Game Pass is. Oh yeah, that works. Because without as long as I have Game Game Pass, that that is, as you even just said, that's the deciding factor. If you didn't have the PC to play Game Pass, you're not gonna play it on your phone. Oh no, God. With no. XCloud. Um, Fuck no. You're gonna probably buy the box. Were, were so that streaming I, stick an option. No. I'd probably consider that first. 
Exactly. That's why. That's why I even think it's a good idea. I mean, you come down the gate, uh, extract, get even more high level, and say, "Listen, even okay, let's just say you're not a fan of uh, the console. Here's a stick. Go nuts. Here's your stick. Go get it, and they throw it, and you go to chase it, a, and come it back. Bluetooth to your controller. You like that? Yeah, and they go, thank you. Thank you. More, please. Thank you, Mr. Spencer. Thank you, Mr. Spencer. And he goes, no problem. No problem. No problem, Rich. Make sure to pay your subscription costs. Ho, ho, ho. And then he, and then. Or else I'll come back and I'll kick the shit out of you. And then Phil Spencer flies off in his magic sleigh. <laughs> uh, the uh, Outer Worlds DLC came out? Or will be? It's out, I believe. Okay, so somebody play it and tell yeah. me who it is. Rich, get on it. Somebody play that and let us know how it is. Rich, get on I it. Can. It's almost Yakuza time. Get on it. When's Yakuza coming out? Damn. I'm kind of pissed off that they're, it's not coming out on PlayStation 5. Until March. Until like months later. Yeah. But it kind of gives me time to play Kiwami. Yeah, it's... So I don't care too much. I think I'm just gonna. I really like Yakuza lived on the PlayStation ecosystem for me, but I think I'm just gonna get the PC version. I uh, have. Or does my brother have one? Somebody. I think my brother has. I'm gonna steal it from him. Um, I'm gonna steal his Yakuza collection. I'm just gonna play it on 60 FPS on the PS5. Do it, baby. Yeah. That's the way to do it. And uh, we'll take it from there. We'll see what happens. Yakuza's great. Yeah, I I, I genuinely can't wait. And as for other games, I don't know. They, we're, we're pretty much in the end game we're, at this point. Yeah, we're finishing up the year. Um, we got to think about game of the year soon. Jesus, isn't that fun? No, no, it's not. There were so many games this year. No, it's going to be Demon Souls. If Demon, if Demon Souls can stick the landing, it's either going to be between that or Cyberpunk. And let me tell you, Cyberpunk would have to take I... a steaming dump. To really not get my game of the year, bro. I don't vote. actually mean this, but I love giving this answer. People ask me, like, what do you think of your game of the year? I just go, well, technically, Persona 5 came out this year. No, <laughs> don't do that to me. Don't, 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 don't. Roy, I'm actually, you know what? I'm, I'm saying it now. Royal is banned. Can't do it. Uh, we'll see. Royal gets honorable mentions, but cannot be named can it, uh, the can best it game of the year. Can it direction? No. <laughs> Wait, well, Royal did change up things. I think it makes it... A, 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 like, that's the one thing I'll say if we do ever talk about it, is what I will give Royal is the new content makes the story better. Mm. Alright, it'll count. It makes it, but is it going to be your vote? I don't know yet. It also, it also does make the combat better overall, some of the changes to combat. I remember we talked about it. Where you were uh, telling me all the differences, and I was thinking, oh yeah, it is nice. Personas. Well, I would say, yeah, it's gonna be for me between Demon Souls and uh, Cyberpunk. That's easy. Doesn't even have they don't even have a chance out there. The other games, poor things. Poor little babies. Poor little bibs. They don't even get a fucking well, chance out there in the world. Who's a chance? Oh well, yeah, of course. But oh yeah, I guess that counts because it's in the year. Yeah. But I won't play it. So yeah, I'll have to rely on you for that one. I'll uh, I'll make my pitch. I know last year uh, we tried to play games at the same time to kind of judge them evenly, but I'm just gonna take your advice this time around. I'm take your word. That was hard. If you really want it, I'm just gonna take your word. For it. it was hard last yeah, was. time. Uh, because I can't just keep. 
playing whatever you're playing? Well, I think what happened was we tried to, and I still think this is worth a shot when we can, but obviously not always realistic. If we're, like, really vibing on something, I feel like we should say that, like, hey, man, if you can, you should really try and play this. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Well, if it's good, yeah. If it's really good. But if you play a game and you come to the table and you just go, yeah, it's all right. I, mean, I, I curse you for that. I think the game of the year is the Solitaire Conspiracy. <laughs> Yeah, please play the Solitaire Conspiracy. I think it's okay. It's $9, Maybe, yeah. and it has enough Greg Miller that makes me go, it seems like a bit much. <laughs> it's an official review. It's my official review of the Solitaire Conspiracy. Oh, Sorry, Greg. <laughs> it's just a bit much at the I time. I like you, man. I um, like you, man. It's just a, it's a lot. <laughs> well, we better be gearing up for it because we are officially going to be two months out in five days it is the next time we see you people it'll be november halloween will have passed yeah it'll be the day after halloween and if you guys are thinking what's spookier than halloween tax fraud that's right (laughs) i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna add anything that's right i guess that yeah it was a good guess. But Rich, do you have anything else you want to... No, uh, I think that's uh, about it. I mean, going into next week, like I said, I think we're in that home stretch. There's a few more things obviously coming, and having a console launch at the end of the year will always make things interesting. Uh, but there's like three to four more games I'm interested in playing before we talk. Like, three to four more big games I'm interested in playing before we talk game of the year. Oh, you want a big game? Big. I mean, what I mean is you the, want a big the game? AAA boys, you know? Oh, oh, you want a big, oh, you want big, a big game, game huh? huh? You want a big game, not a little big game? game the game's too small? Oh, maybe I'll come with an indie title for my game of the year. No big we games? Gave it to an Just indie like last year. last year. A great one. Outer, Outer Wilds. Wilds. Outer Wilds. It was a, uh, I think it was a tie between Outer Wilds and Bloodstained? Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, I still slap that soundtrack on from time to time. For Outer Wilds, yeah, that is a yeah. I still do too. It's it's calming. It really, it's a calming, is. calming game. It's a, it's a nice one um, to fall asleep to. Yeah, that was my game of the year though. Um, but will it be a triple A game this year? Will it take the crown? Who's to say? Those damn indie developers Those coming in bastards. with their their straight fire, working themselves That's to the bone with their five person teams to deliver a GOTY. Oh, you know, Not this year. You know what might be a contender for game of the year for me? Hades. <sighs> Can Supergiant be considered an indie studio? They are like double A at the very least. They got they got a couple of games under their belt, and they're always really highly reviewed. I would call them like a double A studio. Yeah, their production quality is pretty high. Uh, I forgot about Hades. Yeah, man. Oh, that's tough. Well, we'll talk about it later. Well, now you just threw a whole monkey wrench in my entire thought process. I thought it was between two, and now it's between three. But we'll have time to discuss that. That's a hard one. Isn't it, though? It's so funny, too, because, you know, when Final Fantasy Remake came out, I was thinking, man, this game's great. It's not even Contender. Yeah, no, it'll, uh... Oh, and The Last of Us 2 came out? Mm, Not a Contender for me. It's not a Contender for me, either. I don't think it's in the conversation. You know what it was? (laughs) I don't even think it's in the conversation. We're out of here. I don't think it is. Like, I like that game, but I have not thought about it since I finished it. I I only just thought about it because we were talking about it. Game of the Years. You're right. Because I, I don't even... It's just not my personal one. Yeah, not for me. 
That being said, why don't we uh, bust out the broom for a little housekeeping? Yeah, let's uh, get out of here. Uh, thank you to Ed Biquette for our intro and Heather Ramos for our wonderful artwork. Ask us questions, Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter. You can find Eric over at beautiful underscore Eric, and I am at the Rich Meister Zero. Until next time, we need to mop these floors and uh, get all the dust bunnies. So we'll see you when it's turkey season. Bye, you turkeys.